Welcome to Centered Sunday with your host, Sheree Shai Holmes. I am the business doula, and I love helping ambitious, spiritually minded women navigate solo business development, break their financial glass ceilings, and monetize their purpose. And today, I just want to say, y'all, I am fresh off a of vacation. If you have not been to St. Lucia, please, please, please do. Y'all, I had so much fun there. Just the wind and the waves and the sun. I learned how to sail. I went horseback riding with horses <laughs> in the beach. Got in a waterfall. I did like this sulfuric uh, baths and minerals. Oh my God, y'all. Listen, we're definitely doing a retreat there. So when I drop this retreat, y'all better be ready to go. It is going to be an amazing and fabulous time. But I had this huge revelation because my obviously entire routine had changed just from going on vacation. So I'm going to share with you all the things that I learned on vacation that definitely have an impact in my business. And it's stuff that I thought I was doing well, but clearly was not doing well. So today we're going to be talking about two disruptors you didn't know you needed for success in your business. All right, so when we think of Americans, I should just say, in general, we are very much tied to the grind and hustle culture, right? Working that 16-hour, 14-hour day and, you know, team, no sleep and getting it done, burning the midnight oil, like that is just, a, it's an American thing, okay? Even when I was in St. Lucia, uh, that's something they were mentioning to me about traits of Americans that we just work a whole lot. And even when you think you are doing well with your meditation and your yoga, you still find yourself in, you know, these very extended, exhausting days. And then it just kind of roll one to the next. And it's all because we're so focused on trying to be successful, you know, trying to get there, trying to get ourselves out of one situation and get into a better place, right? So what I realized, though, on this vacation is that I thought I was doing really good in this space, but I, I'm not, y'all. Like, I'm not. And I, I believe that this was destined, like I needed to go on this vacation more than I thought I needed to go on this vacation because it was more than a vacation for me. It was a disruptor and it was a disruptor for very bad habits that I had been employing in my business on a day-to-day and I didn't even know it. So let me just share with you guys a little bit about my vacation. So Um, I had so much stuff to do. I'm not gonna lie. I think I spent at least half a day, maybe a little bit more than half a day tying up some work that I didn't get a chance to finish before I left Chicago. All right. So I did do that sort of work, um, on the trip, but it was just like a half day, maybe a little bit longer than a half day, but not, you know, anything crazy. And I remember having to pack the night before and thinking like, why did I plan this trip? I have so much I need to get done. You know, I really shouldn't be taking a break right now. I should have just, you know, postponed this. I should have pushed it back. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. And I was 
literally like y'all dragging my feet to go to St. Lucia. I was not excited. Everybody kept saying like, oh, you're going on vacation. That's great. That's great. And even I was like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. But it really didn't hit me that I was going on vacation. It felt more like a punishment that I had to step away from. This is how weird I was thinking. It subconsciously felt like a punishment that I had to step away from my business to relax, right? But flag number one, (laughs) you should never feel like taking time away from your business is a bad thing. Like somehow you're being neglectful or you know, feeling bad about taking a break when you really should and do need it. And let me tell you guys what, where my mind was at, what I was thinking. So for me, it was more of, you know, I have to get all these things done. You guys know that I'm launching the book this summer and I'm, you know, working on redeveloping my entire website, rebranding the whole thing and, you know, opening up new programs and enrolling in just clients. It's just a lot, right? So I was thinking, you know, once I finish the book, right, this is what we do. Take inventory of your own life. If I'm telling you these stories about me, once I finish the book or once I finish the website or once I finish this, 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 just keep adding to the list, then I'll take a break. And that's a problem. Taking a break is not a reward because you did something good. It should be just a regular part of your business. So I think I posted, that was like the last thing I posted because I was going to even try and continue to keep, you know, posting or at least just make a bunch of stuff automated and let it go on Instagram. But I was like, I don't even really want to go on Instagram and start responding to comments every day. Like, I just want to just detach and take a full break once I kind of like got out of that hustle mindset. Now, y'all, I read my Bible, I pray, I meditate, you know, I work out. I have all those things built into my schedule. So I really thought that I was doing a really good job of managing my stress, managing the anxiety, um, managing my expectations, managing my workload and all of that. But this vacation really showed me that I was not doing as good of a job as I thought. So here's the number one disruptor that I think you absolutely need for success in your business. And that is rest. So yes, it's great to have those things where you do have your space to have self-care and fill up, but legitimate rest needs to be included where you don't have to be productive. You know, you just don't have to be productive at all, but you really do need to rest. So I was reading up on information of, you know, why is this so important and what was really actually going on with me? And I think I may have shared this maybe in February um, or maybe sometime after that, but I'm going to share this with you now again, in case you didn't hear that episode in February. So According to Joseph Benavu, a psychiatrist and a doctor of anxiety disorders, um, and he works for John Hopkins, which is a pretty famous hospital, he was discussing the widespread health issue of busy- busyness. Okay, y'all, listen, legit busyness has become a widespread health issue. This is a quote from him directly. Emotional distress due to over busyness manifests as difficulty in focusing, concentrating, impatience, and irritability, irritability, trouble getting adequate sleep, 
and mental and physical fatigue. I'll even add to that. It could be affecting your edges, your hair. It could be affecting your weight. It could be affecting other parts of your life, your metabolism that you're not even aware of. So over busyness is a problem that you need to be clear on how is that showing up for you in your business, right? Do you want to be busy or do you want to have impact? There's a difference. And so because we have this long, massive to-do list every single day, we're focusing on being busy and I got to do the funnel and I got to create the automation and I got to finish decorating my office and I got to proofread the book and I need to get a formatter and I need to create the audio version of my book. And I was going to create some interactive cards to go along with it. And I need to work on um, creating more reels and email marketing and, oh, I need to get ready for the summit that I want to do. And you know, you see what I'm saying? How that list just goes from one thing to the next. Over busyness can really just start to take over and make you feel like you're making progress in your business, but you're really not. You are busy, but it, uh, out of all the things that I just listed, do I have an actual impact? Whose life am I actually touching? How am I affecting my community? How am I affecting my clients? You know, does it really need to be quantity or should I be focusing more so on quality? So I want you guys to take a look at your schedules and focus on what will bring higher quality and impact to those around me than me just focusing on all these little busy items that I need to get done, okay? Now, I rest on Sundays. Like that's just my thing that I do, right? So on Sundays, I I I read my Bible, I pray, I go to church when we were going to church. Um, and I go and hang out with my grandma. So I thought that was really enough, y'all. But it's it is it's not like I did not realize that even the allergies that I was experiencing every morning probably was triggered by stress. Legit. I was drinking coffee every single morning, um, didn't realize I didn't even have a desire for it while I was in St. Lucia. I was waking up naturally on my own without feeling exhausted and tired, like pretty, pretty early in the morning, enough for me to get up and like watch the sun rise and walk on the beach and just meditate and pray just naturally. Also, I noticed that my overall metabolism had changed. So I think I shared with you guys that for, you know, a bunch of reasons, I've been having like issues with my stomach. And so I've opted to be more vegetarian-ish. I mean, I will eat meat occasionally. Um, and I just realized that while I was out there, I think I had a piece of fish at least every single day and did not have issues with my stomach. So it's it, it like when I got back home, it made me think like, where is all of this coming from? Like having trouble falling asleep, which used to never be a thing of mine, started it like back in February. And this is what I think I shared in the podcast in February that I was stressing myself out so much about getting to the next level and increasing uh, the imp the, what I thought was the impact of my business. <laughs> in other people's lives that I started to struggle to fall asleep. Like it was taking me an hour plus to fall asleep. And really all it was is me stressing myself out, which I did figure out, right? So I said, okay, this is what I'll do. Instead of working right up until the point, I literally work up until the like 
20 minutes before I have to go to bed, right? And then think I was going to go fall asleep. Well, my mind's racing, running, calculating, analyzing, trying to examine and figure out how to work all this stuff out. It just wasn't ready to wind down yet. So I decided, okay, I know how to fix this. I'll just like cut it off an hour before. I did do that. And it wasn't, it wasn't so much like it was taking me an hour because now I have a whole hour to wind down and go to sleep, but it still was taking me a long time. Like I was one of those people, when I say was, I mean, as early as last year, I was one of those people that literally could lay their head down and in five minutes I was asleep. So I realized that I was the cause of that. But yes, I did cut it off and like start going to sleep a little bit earlier. At the same time, I understood that that issue was something that I caused because of my need to be busy to reach an accomplishment. So I shouldn't even have to wind down an hour before y'all is what I'm trying to get to if I'm getting enough rest. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily rest, like going to sleep early, but yes, you should. Like you should, no, I'm not going to sleep early. I should say you should get like eight hours of sleep, seven to eight hours if you can of sleep every single night. Um, But what I'm talking about is like rest during the day. So what I want to encourage you guys to do is to take inventory. Um, And this is a very simple way that you can take back your time is to just do less. So if you have a list of, you know, 20 things, no, that's a lot. Let's say Sharice on average has like five things that she needs to get accomplished in her business every day. I'm going to tell you, cut that down to like two right? Cut that down to like two or three things. Do not stress yourself out trying to get it all done and break it up into smaller bite-sized steps. But let's just look at your time and say, okay, my peak time to work is from, and like be real, be real honest, like from 10 to three, I'm hitting it hard, right? What I want you to do in the peak hours is make sure that you rest in that time period. So one of the things that I've researched and decided, okay, so I do it, but I only do it when it's like a big major project. So when I was working on writing my book or something that requires a lot of thought and intense focus, I'll do it. So I'll set an alarm to work for 30 minutes straight, take a five minute break. And when I say break, I'm like dancing around the house. I am reading. I might go outside and like be in my garden for five minutes, whatever I can do in five minutes that completely takes me away. And refreshes my mind from the task. And then once that alarm goes off, I come back and work for another 30 minutes. Having building that into just my regular work schedule is going to be, I, I can imagine how phenomenal it's going to be, but I want you, because I've seen the results when writing, it, it does, it does wonders for me. Um, and in other in other areas of projects that I've used this tactic on, but I've never really used it like on an everyday workday schedule. But build in that time to take rest. You can even meditate for five minutes if you want. I've done quite a few different things. So leisure peak hours, every 30 minutes, take a five-minute break. Just practice rest there, right? Because if I'm telling you to rest and you're having issues doing it, and I'm in, what, take a whole day, that's a lot. Take a half day, that's a whole lot. Practice first, doing a little bit during your day. And then what you should do after that is now start looking at, okay, how can I take an afternoon off? How can I take a whole day off? 
because it makes a huge, huge difference on what you're able to do in your business, how you're able to show up mentally, emotionally, spiritually. New ideas and strategies can come to you when you are well rested, okay? So take breaks during your peak hours. Number two, the other reason why I want you to make sure that you take breaks is that you take the time to, you need to just reflect. So you have those breaks where you rest, but then you, when you're resting, I need you to take time to reflect, whether that's a half day or a couple hours, an hour or something a week, use that also as rest time. So just digest, metabolize. I'm not telling you that to, to write out what everything you did in the week and analyze all of it. But when you have time to reflect and just take it all in, it helps you come to a point of realization of, okay, this is what I already got done. These are the few things that I have outstanding, but I got way more done this week than not. Okay, I'm on track right? Just metabolize what you're doing because if you're not, you're literally going to go from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the one thing, to the next thing, to the other thing, to the over there, to the back here, to the, and you're going to feel like you just spread yourself so thin, you're all over the place and you cannot see yourself and your progress. So metabolize, digest, reflect, all right? And then the other thing that I want to say is that you need to embrace a digital Sabbath. I would say at least one day a week, give yourself a technology break. I literally was off of social media pretty much the most, like the entire time that I was on my vacation, maybe not the first two days, but the rest of the time I was. When I got back on Instagram today, (laughs) I was like, ew, ghetto. (laughs) I was like, Instagram it pales in comparison to real life. Okay. You're talking about like sailing and paddle boarding and cooking with fresh spices and trying new food. Like I was just in my feelings and feeling really extra when I got back on Instagram. I was like, why do people even do social media? <laughs> I don't know. But anywho, I was in my feelings for a minute because I really liked being away from it. And I want to encourage you to plan that as part of your rest, to just take a break. So I know it's not always easy to just like cut the psychological strings, so to speak, but being device free on a Saturday or a Sunday or half a day can give your mind the space to wonder and it will definitely enhance your creativity, okay? When we're constantly being bombarded with notifications and information, it's like someone else is forcing what they want you to think and pay attention to on you, rather your mind allowed to be able to relax and start to put pieces and puzzles together and ideas together that flow from your natural state, okay? So this is, this is a commitment. These things that I'm telling you are commitments that I'm going to make to myself as well. I usually don't go device-free any day of the week, like not at all. And I think I'm going to just make it Sunday because Sunday's already like my day to just chill. So that means I have to have all, all my stuff done, whether it's the podcast, the email that goes out, whatever it is, all that has to be finished by Friday or Saturday for me. Um, so that those are the three things that I'm going to do. Take breaks during my peak hours, 
um, build in more time to digest, metabolize, and reflect, and then also have, you know, a digital Sabbath, Sabbath at least one day a week. All right. Now, the second thing that I want to say is a disruptor that you need in your business in order to succeed is play. So I was reading this study by Michigan State University, and they found that children who participated in playful arts and crafts activities were more likely to own businesses or generate patents. That shocked me. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I played with Barbies, I think, until I was like... 13, maybe 14 years old. Yeah, I played with Barbies for that long because I really did like the dressing up and the creating of the storylines and the whole, just everything that went into it, right? And then at some point you start to realize like, oh my God, I'm 13 or 14 and I'm still playing with Barbies. Like how immature is this? Let me get my life um so I think I leaned more into like playing video games with my father at the time and that was just my thing but I still had play right I was also playing volleyball um and some other things too so I would encourage you to think about how you can build more play into your week this is something that I do not do like at all y'all like not at all but I realized that just having that vacation time to just play and explore and do things that I like to do, I was getting inspired and able to think about things from a different perspective in my business, just naturally, not even like I'm trying to work and get something done, but new ideas and creativity was coming to me that wasn't afforded to me before I had that moment to play. All right. So please make sure that you build that into it. All right. So I was reading further and I found that um, the researcher said that play actually activates your entire neocortex. And they found that 1200 genes um, that were measured, they noticed about a third of them were significantly changed simply by having just a half hour of play. So think about it like this. If play impacts at least 33% of your brain, how much more successful could you be? All right. It the the proof is in the pudding, y'all. I know they told us to grow up and told us to stop playing with Barbies and be an adult and all that stuff, but it's just proven that children who've had more time to play have are more likely to start businesses and create patents. I seriously thought when I was a kid, I was going to be an inventor. I like not even kidding. I honestly feel like that as an adult, God is going to grant my request. I really want to create something and sell it like an invention that no one has seen before. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm watch y'all going to see. I'm going to invent something. I have my patent out there. It's going to be selling. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be great. All right. With all of that said, let's let go of all the stuff that we've heard about society and that play is for children. And at a certain age, you're supposed to grow up and, you know, play is no longer acceptable, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's all types of judgments about what kind of playful activity is allowed as an adult, but literally all of that stuff just distracts us from connecting with playful activities that can improve our lives. So 
if you're having trouble conceptualizing, you know, what it means for you to play more, I want you to start with this very simple thing. Take note of your play hot list. <laughs> I guess you call it that, play hot list. What is that, Sharice? I'm glad you asked. So your play hot list, just think about, you know, and this is part of an activity that I actually do with my clients when we're working on branding and what makes them unique and special. I like to talk to them about what do they like to do as children, especially in the area of play. It has a lot to connecting your core personality traits to who you are even as an adult. Overarching theme of who you are, whether or not you have a business, kids, a a career, a job, a husband, whatever. It's just who you are in your most natural state. So take inventory to yourself. What did you like to do? Um, Some of the things I like to do was play Chinese jump rope. Um, I loved acting, as y'all can probably tell. (laughs) Um, I loved reading books. I loved escaping to other worlds. I played video games. I loved like just going in the dirt and just making stuff up, pretending like I was making concoctions of some sort. Uh, miracle cures. I really thought I was going to be a scientist. (laughs) I was probably going to be a mad scientist. (laughs) I really thought I was going to be a scientist. Okay. So thinking back on it as like a child, I didn't know what the word was, but I think what I really wanted to be was a chemist. That's what I like. That came so easy to me when we were in high school. I loved reading about the elements and how the like all this stuff interacts with each other. It was just like music to my ears. Who knows? Maybe that'll be my invention. I'll create some product with some cool chemicals. I have no idea. Anyway, getting focused, getting focused. Think about this to yourself. What did you like to play with when you were a kid? What's your play inventory? What was your play hot list, right? And see if there's anything that you can build upon outside of that. You know, if I liked mixing chemicals, maybe I can extrapolate that into cooking, right? Baking maybe or something else. Um, I also like to play sports. I was big in volleyball. I could definitely join a beach volleyball team right now. I actually did like a couple of years ago. The only thing is that it was just a little bit too far from my house. I think it was like a 35 minute drive to get there. And at the time, I just didn't really want to do it. Um, But now that summer's up, they got beach volleyball teams. That's actually way closer to my house. So I could think about doing that, right? Join a beach volleyball team. Um, Dance is definitely one of my favorites. There is a studio that I've been eyeing that's about 20 minutes away. They have some really cool adult dance classes. I was thinking about signing up for that. I did sign up for an online version, but I literally have only watched like two videos. (laughs) So I'm trying, I'm trying. So think about what you like to do and how you could add more play into your week. Okay. Now, All of these things make a difference. And I may have said this before, but you have to allow the mind time for play and rest because what you think is like, oh, it's a waste of time. We're not being productive. You know, all the stuff that we tell ourselves as to why we cannot play, 
the brain actually uses that time to actually work on other things in the background of your mind to help you solve them. And it'll be like while you're doing something completely different that you find the answer or you come up with a new idea or um, something smarts and you're like, wait a minute, this actually could work with this. So that's one of the things Thomas Edison used to do all the time when he was working on his inventions. He would stop doing whatever he was working on whenever he got so far and was not getting the results. He would stop that and work on something else, whether read or take a nap. Mainly he did a lot of rest. So what he would do is he'd sit in his chair and he would have some sort of like, um, I believe it was a metal ball and a tray underneath the um, his hand. Okay. So imagine someone sitting in the chair and their hand is over the armrest. He has a metal ball in there. He's just like squeezing it, squeezing it, squeezing it. Right. And the tray is positioned directly under his hand. So as he would slip into his nap, he would get into a state where his mind was able to tap into other ideas and not necessarily be conscious. It's like in this little dreamy like space where you can still kind of hear and see things that are going on, but you're also slipping into sleep. He'd like to get his mind into that state. And that's where he said he would find most of his breakthroughs. But the purpose of the ball with the tray underneath it is so that as soon as he actually did fall asleep, his hand would relax, let go of the ball. The sound of the ball hitting the tray would wake him up. And then he'd be like, ah, I got it. Like in that moment, whatever he was um, able to, his brain was able to piece together in that state he would make a lot of breakthroughs. So rest should definitely, you don't have to do it to that extent, but rest should definitely be incorporated. The greats have been using it for quite some time. Y'all know Google and Facebook and all those guys, they build in play into their teams. They let them go rock climbing or play video games together or bowling as a team because they do understand that time away from work and, and creation of playfulness and allowing that uh, connectivity and rewiring of your brain in a different direction actually scientifically is proven to help you solve problem problems better. So if listen, you probably don't want to go work for Google or Facebook because obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you probably wouldn't work for yourself. Well, then just do what they're doing. It's working for them. You know, they even have nap pods. They have nap pods, y'all. So listen, if you want to be like the greats, emulate the things that they're doing good and well and put that into practicing your own business. I will give you guys an update on me adding this to my routine and just, you know, the different benefits that I see from it. So I've got a couple of things that I'm looking forward to changing and just slowing down a bit because the pace at which we think we're going to be able to maintain might be a quick path to burnout. And I don't want to see you guys at the end of that rope. So your two disruptors, you didn't know you needed for success in businesses, one rest and two play. It's got to be built in. So I hope that this was able to help you um, create some breathing room and space in your business to remove some of the shame of feeling like you're not super productive and you're not seeing the needle move as much as you want it to. 
it will come to you, but you have to allow space for it to come to you. If you're always in a state of stress, anxiety, worry, planning, how am I figure this out? Moving from one thing to the next, you literally are shutting your mind down from the greatness that's already inside of it that you can easily, easily unlock. And let me say this, some of the greatest animals that we've seen, like lions and cheetahs, like a cheetah can get to 60 seconds from zero to 60 seconds of speed and three seconds flat. All right. Wait, I just said that wrong. I think (laughs) a cheetah can get from zero to 60 miles per hour is what I meant to say in three seconds flat. But most of the time, the cheetah is lounging, chilling, relaxing, sleeping, okay? So it spends majority of its day resting. And then it has these bursts of energy when it needs to execute. Imagine if you flipped your day around. You actually had more time to rest and play. And then you had this exciting you know, five hour period where you are bursting with energy, creativity, and execution. This happens for a reason. We're, we were never created to be on the go 24 seven, which is, it's not possible. So think about how you can rewire your week, rewire your brain and mindset around productivity so that you can produce more in the long run. This is going to be an ongoing thing for me. I'm unlearning some stuff that I know of accepted to be truth. And yeah, it's time to let that go because it's just not good for my body. So yeah, I, y'all, it's crazy how like literally I wake up every morning with allergies. And since I've been on vacation and back, not experiencing that. I know it's because I was probably stressed or something internally was triggering it. And it was manifesting as allergies in me. So I want to encourage you to try it. You need to take a vacation. You need to disrupt your patterns, these unhealthy patterns that you have going on in your business, in your life, that you're completely unaware of, and you have no idea how it's affecting your body. You need these disruptors to help you rebalance and recalibrate so that you can really see yourself get to where you want to go quicker, 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 quicker. All right, that's it. That's all I have for you all this week. And let's switch up. Let's switch up our affirmations. Um, let's see. What do we want to say? Something more in line of what we were talking about. Okay, I got it. Can you repeat after me? I am loved. I am safe. And I am protected. All right, my beautiful sisters, that's all I have for you this week. See you next time.